You're listening to Confessions of the Creative Kind with Jess Kovic, episode number 25. Welcome to Confessions of the Creative Kind. I'm your host, Jess Kovic, media producer by day, designer, photographer, and creative entrepreneur by later that day. Join me as I stumble through life as an artist, pick myself up, and confess everything that I've learned on the way down. Y'all ready for this? Let's do it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I am still in Florida. So again, I apologize because there's a lot of screaming children walking by and rolling carts and different kind of sounds and ice machines going off. So again, if it's loud, I'm very sorry. We're just going to have to bear through it together. I don't know. It must be like it's about eight o'clock here. So I don't know if that's dinner time or people are coming back from their days out and just rummaging about the resort or whatnot, but it's loud. It's a little bit loud. I've been sniveling a little bit and I'm praying and hoping that I'm not getting sick because I'm about to start the vacation portion of our trip and that would really suck. But for today, I'd like to share with you all about my day job and what I do and how I got to where I am and what I plan to do in the future with all of my businesses and balancing the day job at the same time. This is a topic of discussion I've been wanting to cover with you all for a while. It's been on my list. However, I have moved it up because I got kind of a related inquiry on Twitter from username PBFH Punk on Twitter. We talked about them before and gave us a very sweet review. Um, so we've been chatting and they wanted to know all about my goals for the future and what I'm going to do about this day job. So I wanted to cover what I do and, and where I want to be with you all. So, so today I'm sharing with you my day job and just generally where I'm going with my career and what I want to do creatively. Sound good? Well, it does to me. Let's fucking do it. So if you haven't listened to this podcast before, you're not familiar with me, or just to kind of reiterate, I'm going to give you my situation. I work what I call my day job. I work a nine to five office job. It is in the media and creative industry. So if you hear office job and you think I am a stenographer typing or something like that, it's not quite the same. So I've got my nine to five kind of Monday through Friday. And then, of course, I record this podcast weekly for y'all. And I've been working on my side business, Sugar Bunch, sugarbunchcreative.com, for the last couple of years. It's about two and a half years now in the iteration that it's currently in. I take my graphic designs that I do just kind of for my own passion and love of it and expression, and I put those on apparel. I use a drop shipping company, and I have a website where... I basically have my digital storefront and I I take my designs to conventions and craft fairs and exhibit from time to time. If you feel like that sounds like a lot, you're correct. It is a lot and it gets taxing to juggle at the same time. But I want to stress that I'm doing it because I enjoy all these things and um, I'm going to tell you why, why I currently have the load that I do. I'm definitely not rich. I definitely need to work in order to sustain the life that I have, somewhat comfortable lifestyle that I have come to 
be accustomed to. Definitely not extravagant uh, by any stretch. Just like any other person, I rely on a salary to come in. And my side business does support itself. Sugar Bunch is in the green, fortunately. I do have to manage all of that so that it continues to pay for itself, but it's definitely not making huge profits, not enough to where it's a clear-cut line of why I would want to break away and do that full-time. It's not making so much money that that makes sense at the moment. And as of right now, I haven't made a dime for this podcast. I just do it for the love of it, for wanting to share this information with you all, and the fun social and creative experiment. And I've been working pretty much full-time my whole adult life. Um, Since I was 16, I've been working 30 plus hours, a lot of times 40 or over that. If you listen to the last podcast where I talked all about my experience with school, you'll know that I worked all through college and I started my career the day after I graduated into an office job. So yeah, I haven't stopped. I thought that after I graduated from college and started in the real person's workforce that it would be easy street because for the longest time I had several part-time jobs, uh, internships and school. And with school, you have homework and projects and things you have to do on the weekend. So I didn't have time off. It felt like it felt like I would go to a shift, like an eight hour shift from my job. And then I would go to school and be in class and then I'd have homework. So I longed for the days where I would just be able to go into an office and leave at five o'clock and then come home and do whatever I wanted and hang out with my loved ones or create just because I felt like it. I had always, since I went to college, saw myself in a creative field. So I assumed that I would get the creativity that I'd studied for and craved to have through my office job or my nine to five, whatever it ended up being. So I graduated in 2008. So I've been working in my career for over 11 years now, over a decade. And my goal at the time before I even graduated, I had this number, I wanted to make $50,000. I thought that was a lot of money and I thought that that would sustain me and I I felt like I was rich if I had $50,000 and wasn't working hourly. Um, With inflation, that's not really the case. It doesn't go that far, $50,000. I actually did get $50,000 when I first graduated from school and thought that I scored big time. So I craved having a job and I wanted to have weekends off and paid vacation and I always longed to travel with work. I always had the goal of having someone else pay for my travel basically. Obviously I'd be working, but I thought it would be it was so glamorous to say, oh, I'm on a business trip and work is paying for me and expensing your food. <laughs> this is how you know that I grew up not having a lot of money. I have a scarcity mindset when it comes to food and f- with money, I feel like it's going to go away. So anytime I can get free stuff, I'm stoked. And I always wanted to art direct. I wanted to art direct for a magazine. As we all know, there are less and less magazines. I did end up working for three magazines. I interned for Tiger Beat and Bop magazine, and I actually worked part-time at the Ventura County Reporter and Ventana magazine. That was their local Ventura magazine while I was in college, so I kind of succeeded in that goal, I guess so, but both of those I didn't work for very long and obviously didn't get paid much at all. The internship I was not paid and uh, worked hourly part-time at the VC Reporter, so I discussed this on my last podcast, but I... Through my internship with Tiger Bee, I got a job through Disney, my first job out of college. And I was very eager and very excited and very felt very fortunate to have that opportunity. That job was great because I got to do a lot of hands-on things. I was shooting a lot. I did a lot of photography. I was technically in the photo team and photo department, and I did 
some production design as well, but my career at that time, my job focused a lot more in the photography space. So it's interesting because my original love, the thing that creatively got me inspired in what I wanted to do and didn't think I could ever be a photographer. So that led me through alternative routes through the creative industry to graphic design, art directing, through to the job that I have now. But I want to say coincidentally, it led me to lean more on photography. But I kind of think that because I had that desire, it just kept creeping in anyway. When you have desires like that, I I think that the universe or just maybe your desire is so strong that it's going to happen no matter what. So although even today, my title at my day to job is digital designer, it's heavily media focused and heavily based in photography. And that's just how things worked out. So my first job out of college was really hands-on and I got to do, I think, a lot more than I even gave credit to at the time. But I kept being hungry for more. I was eager to learn. I really wanted to continue to do things. I looked around and I felt like some of the things I was being given, I kept thinking I could do more, I could do more. I kept telling my supervisors I can do more, I can design more, I can do more photography, keep me here, give me more stuff to do. After about two years there, I started to crave more responsibility and to be able to control more of the creative. And I just wasn't there, I wasn't getting there, partly bit through politics and logistics of the job. But then I got promoted and I got brought on full-time with benefits and still craved more growth throughout the next few years of being there at the company. But I got comfortable and interviewed here and there for other jobs, but stayed there. Through my time at Disney, my first go around, I ended up taking a work trip to New Jersey slash New York. So that was the highlight of my life at the time because I had so longed to be able to travel with work and I fucking loved it. I loved being able to stay in a hotel on the company dime. Of course, I didn't, it wasn't extravagant or anything. I didn't abuse any of it, but just being able to expense my meals, I felt like a work princess. As a side note, I'll say that I know a lot of women have dealt with the glass ceiling and being treated differently because they're a woman. Fortunately, I haven't dealt with it that much in my career. What I have dealt with more that has been frustrating is especially when I started in my first job, I was singled out and talked down to for being young. My my age kept coming up by certain managers and it was uncomfortable and frustrating because I worked really hard and I felt like I deserved to be talked to and respected as an adult. It was interesting because we did different tolerance trainings and how you're supposed to behave and how you're supposed to treat other people because it was just part of the job. You had to do these online trainings. And specifically, the rule was you are not allowed to point out someone's age if you're pointing out them being older. For example, you can't say you're too old to do this. That's a big HR no no, and you could get in trouble for that or fired. But if you were to say you're too young for this, someone told you you're too young to do this. Oh, you're so young. That is not against the rules for whatever reason that, and they even highlighted that in the training If the ABC choice was, is this okay? And they said, yes, that is not against the rules, which was frustrating for me because I was experiencing people talking down to me for my age, but I digress. And I just got kind of comfortable and I did feel like I outgrew that position long before I left, but I started to apply to other jobs and didn't, wasn't getting a lot of traction. And after about five years there, I got laid off 
for the first time in my career. And that sucked. I probably don't need to tell many other people that have been laid off. It's a fact of life. It happens. And when you're laid off, it's not like you're being fired. It's not like there was anything wrong with your performance or you as a person. Usually, especially if you're working for a bigger company, a layoff literally means they can't afford to pay you anymore or they don't have the budget. Um, If they lost a client or lost some funding, it's not to do with you. Or maybe your position isn't needed anymore for the direction they're going in the business. You know, it's not personal, but it still sucks to have it happen. At the time, I kind of saw the writing on the wall. I knew that that was a possibility and saw it coming. I knew the day that the layoffs were coming, but it still felt like a punch in the gut. It still was hard to process. It still made me feel less than and made me had to mentally go through a lot of hurdles in realizing that, you know, it wasn't the end of the world and I'd get a new job, but it was kind of devastating at the time. That was my first job out of college. I actually got a really great severance package from that layoff, but I was so hurt and stressed out that I didn't get to enjoy it. I had two months off that were paid. So looking back, I wish I took that time to take some epic trip while I was still on the payroll or just relax and enjoy myself or find my creative passion without worrying about it. But I was so stressed out about finding another job and I felt like I could not find a job in two months. So I just stressed out every day and applied to about 50 things a day until I eventually found something. And that's the thing about me. I've worked my whole life. So feeling like I wasn't able to was really, it affected me. But at that time, that's when I started Sugar Bunch in its first iteration. And I first started it, I had just gotten married. So I was all about weddings. I had weddings on my mind and I felt like this is something I could do. I knew how to take pictures. I was a photographer and I knew how to do flowers because that was my first job when I was in high school and I had done my own flowers for my wedding. So I thought I could do this. I could do this and charge people and they could give me money. And I saw going through my own wedding and seeing the wedding industry, how much money is being sent. I saw dollar signs and felt like I could do this and starting my own company sounded exciting. This was in 2012. Yeah, the end of 2012 when I got laid off. So that's about the time that I started Sugar Bunch. I got as far as building the website and I had maybe two clients events that I, one of them I did flowers, the bouquets and took photos. And then the, and one of them I think I just did photography for. So all the while I was doing this kind of on the side while applying to 50 jobs a day. And I eventually landed a job and because it was a full-time job at an agency, I put Sugar Bunch on the back burner. And at that point, I was pretty burnt out on weddings in the wedding industry, and it was feeling all pretty samey to me. So it wasn't as fulfilling creatively as I might have hoped. And I always thought that I'd come back to it or unofficially I still had that going in the background if anyone wanted to hire me for photography or floral services. I did pick it up for a stint I think a couple years later where I went hard on the floral side and I got some floral clients and really pushed to be have that be the thing that I eventually quit my day job for but the burnout on weddings was real and it it just made me feel like less and less I want to do it. The other kind of thing especially with the floral part photography as well but it's very physical 
it's very um, demanding and laborious and very stressful and very hard to do by yourself. Maybe if I had a team or a partner that was doing it with me, I would have stuck it out longer, but it just felt overwhelming. And not that I'm afraid of doing hard work and really putting the effort into it. My issue was looking at all the work and then thinking about whether or not I wanted to. I could put a lot of hard work into something, but if it wasn't fueling me creatively and a passion, then I there was no reason for me to continue at that point because it was way too much work to do something that you weren't 100% passionate about. So when I got that new job in advertising, I was um, an art producer slash art buyer. Those names are kind of interchangeable. Let's just say art buyer for the sake of simplicity. The art buyer would be a creative role and you work with other creatives to review portfolios and work from other artists and you recommend them to your creative director and then you handle all the processing. You're basically that liaison between the agency or client and the artist. And I thought that that would be really cool. The job description was, you know, working to create content, to produce photo shoots, working with creatives, reviewing portfolios. But what I found once I was in it was that I was doing a lot more Excel spreadsheets and paperwork and it was not as creative as I wanted to be. And I found myself longing for the days at my Disney job when I was craving more, but the reality was I was getting to do a lot more hands-on creative work. In the advertising jobs, I wasn't shooting, I wasn't designing, I was just kind of hovering around the creative that was going on. That's what it felt like anyway. I got to do a little bit of travel, uh, more so in the second agency that I worked with. I ended up moving to a senior art buying position at another agency and it was a lot of the same a lot of licensing and paperwork and production work I had expressed interest in being a producer kind of transitioning to that role but I would still have to do the licensing the reason I was attracted to producing was because there was an opportunity on the team that I was on a need for it you got to do a lot more photo shoots which meant a lot more traveling which meant meeting a goal that I had always had so I did get to do some travel um I eventually at that job got promoted to manager so I guess I was doing a good job I enjoyed producing just because I got to be so near to the photo shoots and I was very busy there had been times in my career where because of the position or because of the companies or projects that I was working on I felt like I wasn't being utilized as much as I could when I was doing producing work there was never a down minute I it was almost too much work I was constantly on my email constantly working overtime and exhausted at the end of the night and producing can be a very thankless job too you're just the person that has to get it done and the person that gets blamed when things don't go wrong and when it goes right someone else gets the credit for it producing is kind of a broad catch-all term that's my experience with agencies, uh, agency work and producing large scale, like $50,000, $100,000 photo shoots. And yeah, you're, you're dealing with a lot of money. And if something goes wrong, it's your fault. And it's a lot of money to have resting on your shoulders. And again, I found that I was further away from the creative than I wanted to be. I wasn't creating, I wasn't shooting, I wasn't designing, I wasn't art directing. It was just near the creative. And shortly after I got promoted to manager, I got laid off for a second time in my career. <laughs> you would think I'd be used to it or understand it, but this was a different situation in that I didn't see it coming. I, like I said, I was just promoted. And then within a few weeks later, I was 
told I was being laid off. So it was a shock to me. So I didn't didn't have the time to really process it and wasn't prepared for it the way that I had been when I was laid off the first time in my career. So it was a rough pill to swallow. And I was left, you know, with all the same self-doubt that I had hoped I'd be better at handling. And again, the self-doubt comes in. And why does this keep happening to me? And took a while for me to come around, back around to the thought that layoffs really aren't personal. In this case, they had a client, they lost the client. So that really didn't have anything to do with me in my position. They just couldn't afford to keep me on. I got a shittier severance package. It's only about two weeks and that's almost near impossible to find a job in two weeks. So that was stressful as well. But my husband was really supportive and we were in an okay position to not have to take the first thing that came along. So this time around, I really told myself that I was going to hold out and not settle for any job. I was going to hold out until it was something that I felt really good about, something that I felt matched the level that I was at in my career, and something that fulfilled me creatively. The fulfilling me creatively and in my career goals was at the top of my list. That's something that I really wanted to hold out for. So in this time, I did some freelancing and I came across a company called Not Soap Radio, and I did some freelance for them. Uh, Another positive about this company and what I was searching for was I was really hoping to get into a smaller company. I had worked for big clients and big companies my whole career up to then. So I wanted to be somewhere with a small team that I felt like I could have more control and really make a difference and be more in the decision-making process. Not Soap Radio is an independently owned bath and body, bath and beauty company. And that sounded awesome. Another thing I really craved in my work and in my career was to have a job that not only fulfilled my creative abilities, be it designer photography, but also was in an industry that I was interested in. And beauty industry interests me. So I was stoked about that. And I really like the women that own the company. We're still friends. And I ended up working there full time. And I got a lot more hands-on. I got to design pretty much everything for the website. I got to design packaging. I got to brainstorm with her on creative ideas. I got to shoot. It was a very small team, so I got to do a lot. So that was a lot of fun working there. The only problem was because it was a small company, I wasn't making very much money. In fact, I was making less than I started out when I graduated college, but I held out for almost a year, I think nine months or so, because I just enjoyed what I was doing and I enjoyed the company and I was hopeful that a funding would come in that I'd be able to expand my role there and it it just wasn't happening yet so it always kind of felt like pieces of the puzzle missing and around that time I turned back to Sugar Bunch but this time in a completely different iteration partly because my boss there the owner of the company suggested licensing and said that with the illustrations I was already doing on my own free time she's like I don't know why you weren't licensing that so it gave me the bug to kind of want to do something with my art that I was already doing kind of on the side. The other thing that happened around that time was I had attended RTX Sydney with my husband. That's a convention for rooster teeth and got the idea that I wanted to start exhibiting with my art. So all of a sudden I started to have these avenues for my art that I hadn't before. And I found out about drop shipping and I found out about Shopify and all the timing and the pieces kind of aligned that I was able to start my own business. And it, it seemed like it was a lot less of a money investment than I had previously thought. And with all of those tools, the Shopify, the drop shipping, it seemed like this was something doable for just one person that I could do 
while still having my full-time job. It just really felt right. And I already had Sugar Bunch as an Instagram account and brand, and I like the name. So I thought, why not just do Sugar Bunch 2.0, where it's not flowers and wedding photography. It's now me and my designs and whatever I want to do. And that felt really right to me. So I felt excited about that. And it just everything fell into place. The thought of doing that full time, of course, crossed my mind and would be awesome, but I was too scared. (laughs) I had been working, like I said, since I was 16. So the thought of not having a regular income that I could count on and not having a salary was too much to fathom at that time. And I've always wanted money. I've always wanted the comfort of being able to pay for what I want, eat what I want, travel when I want. Traveling has always been a big priority to me. Up until that point, I wasn't traveling a bunch for work, so I wasn't getting sent places. So anytime I wanted to travel, that was on my own dime and I would save for it and I would do it. So yeah, just being able to be comfortable in that way, I couldn't fathom not having a salary. So Sugar Bunch was always intended to fulfill the creative passion that I had to design and to create and with fashion that just made me happy, just gave me freedom because in my day job, and this is how it's always been, particularly when I was doing a lot more of the paperwork and the Excel spreadsheets, I didn't have a place to funnel my creativity that clearly wanted to get out because I didn't have an avenue for that. So this was a place where I didn't have an art director. I didn't have a boss telling me what to design or what color things should be or how big. It was purely whatever I wanted to do. I didn't have a client that I, for an industry that I wasn't familiar with or didn't care for that I had to work on. This was just just for me and it felt really good. And it felt like a way to come back to graphic design in a way that wasn't corporate design or logos or websites or things that didn't particularly interest me, but I was still able to find a space for my graphic design without abiding by client or boss rules. I've always had an interest in merchandising, so I was able to create my own merchandise, which is a thrilling experience. And playing with fashion, I've always been drawn to being creative with my fashion and my hair and my creative look. It just felt right. All the pieces fell into place and I was able to continue on while doing my day job. And all of those things just made it possible to do at the same time. Now, towards the end of the, I think the the nine months, the time I was at Not Soap Radio, I ended up getting another opportunity that I couldn't really turned down because it was more money and I was at a place in my life where I wasn't able to continue on making as little as I was making. So while I still work with them, we're still friends and do creative freelance projects from time to time, I had to take on the full-time gig. I mean, I liked working there so much that if ever there was an opportunity for when they blow up and their multi-million dollar company, I'd be happy to come back. So the new opportunity act ended up being with Disney, the company I had worked for in the past. So it was familiar to me. I actually was referred by someone I used to work with and it was for a job that I had pretty much already done for Disney before. So it was kind of a perfect fit, but for a different business unit. So it's back to doing photo research and production cropping and content management. So basically what I do in my day job is there's a website There's needs to fill media and media meaning photography, pictures, video, GIFs, cinemagraphs. So I would fulfill that need. And a lot of it ends up being research within a repository of images that they already have and just finding the right fit for that page and that experience. So it's a lot of bigger picture thought thinking uh, and creating the story and messaging for the guest that comes to the website. But we also had the opportunity at times to create media and not just repurpose what we already have. And that's where the fun 
part comes in for me because I have always wanted to art direct. That was my main goal when I started school at Brooks Institute, when I started studying graphic design. What I always really wanted to do was art was to art direct on sets, on photo shoots, and be the person in charge of the creative. And in this role, I was starting to get to do that. I was no longer the youngest person on the staff, so I came in with a lot more confidence, just having a lot of different experiences in my career. I feel like I'm finally at the right level for the things that I want to do. In the past, I had wanted in my day job for it to fulfill these creative needs, and I, I probably just didn't have the experience enough, and I needed to go through maybe difficult situations and I needed to have the layoffs to get the confidence that I have now that I think is really serving me in this position. So my job title is digital designer, senior digital designer. I also found that I kind of missed the office culture of when I get into work, I make myself a tea. There's free snacks, there's lunch breaks, there's a say what you will about an office and it does have the monotony and the structure, but part of that is nice. Part of it is nice to come into a job at the same time every day, have your nights off, have your weekends off, holidays, and your two weeks of vacation. So I kind of missed that. It'd been, been a long time since I had had that kind of office culture and and perks in a nine to five. So I was ready to come back. And I actually started as a contractor because that's the way they do it. I wasn't getting benefits and I worked hourly and it was always the hope and the the promise that if it worked out, I'd be able to be brought on full time as and get the full benefits package. So I was striving for that for the first two years that I was there. And I ended up really liking the job. I like who I work with. I like my managers. I like the industry. I, I really can't complain. And I feel like I've complained a lot at jobs in the past and they have it felt like Goldilocks, like this This one was too, the company culture wasn't right, or this one was not enough hands-on creative, and this one's just right. And even as a contractor, I was starting to get to art direct shoots and be that person on set that is in charge of directing talent and directing the photographer of what angle we wanted. So I really wanted to do that this whole time. So I'm finally getting to come into my own and do what I've dreamed of doing. So in that two years, I didn't know the future that I would have with the company. So I continued Sugar Bunch and that kind of snowballed and kept getting steam. So there was a time where I didn't know if I would be brought on full-time or not. And that was a question. I had made my intention clear that that's what I would enjoy to move forward with the company and continue doing Sugar Bunch because I enjoyed it, but that was not guaranteed. So there was a time actually earlier this year where I was getting close to the end of my contract and I needed to figure out my next game plan. And I had told myself if it didn't work out, with this company that I wasn't going to get the full-time benefits package and a promotion with it, then it wasn't worth it for me to stay. And if I wasn't going to stay, I was going to do Sugar Bunch full-time. I was going to finally take a stab at it after, I guess that would be the third time of being unemployed first in after the two layoffs. I was actually going to take the plunge. And I thought back to what would my life be like had I had taken the plunge and done Sugar Bunch full-time and gave it a go without trying to look for full-time jobs? Where would I be? But I don't even know if Sugar Bunch would be what it is today. If you remember, I I was doing flowers and photography. So maybe I would have burned out. Maybe I'd still be doing weddings. I don't know. So I was getting ready to 
take the plunge and thinking that it might not come through. And I was really mentally preparing to walk away and and just do it and not look back and feel good about it. As scary as it might be, because I've worked and had a salary pretty much my whole life besides the brief times I was laid off. But as it turns out, the job came through and I got a promotion and the benefits package and just it all worked out surprisingly because like I said, I was really ready to let it go. But everything came through and the job has expanded where I continue to get more responsibility. I continue to get more hands-on experience. I'm art directing, I'm traveling and I'm just, I'm enjoying it. I'm in a good place with it. So that's not why I've backed off Sugar Bunch a little bit. I've explained in previous episodes that I was going really hard and feeling a little burnt out. But uh, long story short, I'm I'm enjoying my day job right now. It's I'm fulfilled and I'm content. Before I even found out that I was going to be staying at this job, I had started this podcast. So that was going to be part of it. That was going to be part of my new leap off and be an entrepreneur full time and, and podcasting this journey as well. But I didn't know it was going to happen. And I ended up staying at the job and still wanting to do the podcast and still doing Sugar Bunch. So so I haven't wanted to let go of any of those things just yet. They're all just kind of slowly moving along together while I'm still enjoying what I'm doing at my office job. And with all that said, I still dream of my own full-time business. Just because that's not happening right now, it doesn't mean that that's not still a goal of mine. Because let's face it, I'm all too familiar with layoffs and working for big companies. Sometimes I think it's not if you're going to get laid off, it's when. Maybe that's a morose and morbid thing to think, but I feel like it's just the reality. And now that I've been laid off twice, I feel like the third time could happen and it wouldn't be a reflection of my work personal, my work ethic or what I do or what I'm capable of. It would just be the luck of the draw and I would be fine. I'd be able to get another job if that's what I choose, or I'd be able to do my side business. Maybe third time's a charm. Maybe that's the time that's the push and it'd be the timing would be right to go for it. I'm realistic in the sense that a layoff could happen, different things could happen, and I like my job. I enjoy it now, but maybe I won't in a couple years. Maybe I I will stop feeling fulfilled. Maybe I'll feel like I'm not growing anymore. Who knows? But right now I'm enjoying it. If and when there becomes a point where it's not worth it to me, it doesn't feel right, then I can always leave. And I feel like at this point in my career and my confidence in myself and my skill set, I know that I could go anywhere. I have lots of opportunities that I can always pivot and shift and do other things. I no longer feel like I have to take whatever comes my way. I can kind of formulate my own career and my own path and whatever happens, I get to decide how I want to react to that. And at any point, I can always go get another job similar to what I'm doing now, or I could learn a new skill and pursue a different type of job, or I can work on my own business. Life's full of possibilities that way, if you have the right mindset. Eventually, I do see myself with my own business and making that my full-time priority. And like I said, it'll be when the timing's right and when I feel like I'm no longer fulfilled with the day job, or it just feels like the good time to leave. I crave eventually having more flexibility flexibility, working for myself, working from home and working my own schedule and building my brand of sugar much more. I now realize that I love podcasting and I want that to continue to be part of my week to week in my business. So the question is, how do I juggle all these things? How do I juggle it now? What are my plans for the future? And I'll say that it is not easy and clearly I've needed a break over this summer, but it's been a reminder as things have gotten busy to remember why I'm doing these things. I've thought about this a lot and that it could be very easy to, because I'm enjoying my day job and I haven't at 
jobs in the past to just say, well, that's it. I'm done. I can hang up everything else. But through it all, I've found that I really love doing those other things. So it's just about finding the time for everything and to keep everything at a, a steady burn as long as I want to. Because if I no longer want to, if it's not feeling good, then it why bother, especially at a time right now where I'm enjoying what I'm doing. And I know that I have the freedom to do whatever I want to do. As soon as something's not feeling right, that's when I have to reevaluate. So I did a podcast recently on routines, and that's what I'm trying to implement and just finding the time to make regular progress on these things. And that time has to be outside of my nine to five. So that nine to five, I'm on the clock and I'm doing the things for my company and what I'm paid to be doing. So all of my extracurricular things, the podcasts and my designs and sugar bunch has to happen on nights and weekends and in the morning and lunch breaks and it's deciding to not take on more than I can handle and not just saying yes to things and feeling like I have a deadline and I have to get my business off the ground and sustain itself or feel like I have to meet certain money goals by a certain amount of time. I don't have that kind of pressure right now, which feels kind of good. And I feel like as long as I have this day job, the day job is affording me the time to explore, still be creative with my business and do whatever I want whenever it feels right. If and when the time comes where I'm doing it full time, I'll have different goals and there'll be more of a sense of urgency, obviously, to make a living off of it. But right now I have the luxury to kind of enjoy all the things. So my future goals, just in general, I still want to travel with work. (laughs) That's still a goal I don't think I've gotten tired of yet. I know a lot of people say that they, it gets old and traveling for work is not the same as traveling for fun and traveling with your loved ones. And while that is true, I have learned it's obviously not as fun to be flown somewhere when my husband's not with me or my family or friends, or obviously you're working, you don't get to just do whatever you feel like, but it's still cool to me. I haven't gotten over it yet. I want to continue art directing and further my experience in producing a vision on set with photo shoots and video shoots. And as long as I'm still able to do that, I want to continue to pursue that with my day job. I've always wanted to mentor. So whether that comes in the form of being at my job and having people report to me and able to mentor and work with people on growing their skill set and pass down what I've learned, I I would love to do that. Or maybe that mentorship comes in the source of my other businesses or my other ventures. Maybe that comes with a, a side sugar bunch mentorship or something. I don't know. I haven't flesh that out, but definitely that's a goal of my career progress. Someday I'd like to pursue mentorships. And I do want to continue building my business like Sugar Bunch in this podcast. The future of Sugar Bunch, I want to grow it as a sustainable business of a fashion and lifestyle and accessory brand. I've always dreamed of having a brick and mortar gift store. Uh, a lot of people have a advise me from even dreaming about that because obviously a brick and mortar comes with a lot more expenses. A brick and mortar meaning having a physical location. So I would have to pay rent. I would have to pay employees. I would have just a whole lot of considerations. And again, just because it's more work doesn't mean it's not a worthwhile dream. Of course, I just wouldn't invest in it until the timing was right. And the, I had, I guess the capital or the, the work to build the work to back it up. It's always been a dream of mine to have a physical location, a gift shop that people can come into and buy all the things. And my dream really is to have that space be part a storefront 
where I'm selling my designs on things and other, you know, maybe wholesaling with other artists within that shop of things that complement each other. But half the space would be a photo studio where I would obviously shoot for social media and for the brand, but offer themed photo shoots to people that would want to do that. Maybe space themed or something that would be my forte or sugar bunchy that people want to do. And I can produce and create and shoot photo shoots for them in that space. I think that would be fucking awesome. And not only if I have that brick and mortar wholesaling with other artists and other companies, I would like to wholesale my Sugar Bunch designs with other stores. That's a dream that might be coming in the near future because that's something I can do while still doing my day job and having all the things running the way that they're running now. I can, it's just going to come down to mapping that out and approaching other stores and seeing if they're interested in taking some of my designs. So that one could be a lot sooner than the storefront. And as for the future of this podcast, I want to keep going. I want to keep sharing my experiences with you all, the good, the bad, the ugly. So the future of this podcast, I want to continue sharing all my experiences with you all, the good, the bad, the ugly. It's been a good outlet for me just to work through things in my head and share them publicly. A good accountability factor, but I would like to sustain itself. I would like to eventually get sponsorships or ads so that way it can pay for itself and pay for the time that if I'm eventually able to step away from my day job, that would supplement the day job and I could focus a lot more on this podcast by creating content and getting experiences that I can share with you all. And I want to have more guests on. I've had a few. I have some more people in the queue that I want to approach, but I would like to grow the guests to other artists I haven't even met yet, other people that can share their experiences and their knowledge with you and me too. And I would like to spread the word in the creative industry and creative entrepreneurs that this is a source for people to share information and learn and I want to learn from them too. So I, I want to get the word out. I want to spread this podcast so that way we can grow a community around it. And someday I would love to speak at events and talk about all the things I share with you guys publicly. Maybe maybe it's conventions, maybe it's on panels, maybe it's some sort of TED talk. Yeah, something like that in the future would be really cool. I've talked before about wanting to be a service pattern designer and license my art. So that's still a goal of mine. I'd eventually like to get an agent that can go out and find contracts for me. Obviously, I'd have to split the cut with them, but that'd be worth it if I was not having to go out and find my own gigs. And I'd be able to contract with larger companies and see my work in chain stores, I think would be amazing. And with all of those things, the ultimate goal, maybe it's a couple years out, I think, would be to have my Sugar Bunch store sustaining itself, maybe a brick and mortar that would be the dream that I can come to and work in, but I have other people working for me that would be running the storefront and I just kind of come in to manage and I come in to do the creative stuff and do photo shoots if that's part of it as well. And at the same time, while people are helping me on with a team running that store, I would be working from home and designing and doing this podcast and licensing out my art that is not going in my Sugar Bunch store and just doing kind of both things. And able able to not have a day job. You know, once I'm no longer feeling like I'm fulfilled from my current day job, and if I get the other things to a place where I feel like that can sustain full time or about to be, and I feel like it's the right time to put all my energy into focusing and making that, maybe I'll step away from the day job then. And eventually I want to have a family and focus on prioritizing my family and traveling for personal travel and being able to control my days and my schedule with my own business. So that's the ultimate 
goal. I think I'm probably a couple years out from that. At the beginning of this year, when I wasn't sure if the day job was going to pan out, I thought that I might take that plunge a lot sooner than later. I gave myself a goal of a year, but now that things have turned and I'm enjoying my job and I've gotten a reason to stay with a, a promotion, doing a lot more of the creative fulfilling things that I've always wanted to do in my career, I really want to ride that out. So in the meantime, I will still be designing. I always still be working on sugar bun and I'll still be pumping out this podcast on the weekly for all of you or as long as someone's still listening if I've got like two listeners then I'm I'm your girl I'm right here for you so that's where I'm at with my career and where I eventually want to be but I am finally I feel like in a place where I feel really good about what I'm doing and I've gotten to a place that I've earned it professionally and creatively I have a lot more to learn and growth but I just I feel accomplished, accomplished with room to grow. And I think that's probably the best place to be because if you feel like you've done everything else in the world, then things start to get pretty boring. And if you feel like you haven't gotten anywhere, you don't have the sense of fulfillment or accomplishment. So I'm, I'm sitting pretty with both right now. I can't complain. Well, I can, but I'm not going to because I see all of the positives. And hell, for fuck's sake, I'm on a work trip right now, or I was, and I'm about to have a vacation. And I'm afforded that vacation because I've worked hard to get here and I have paid vacation days, so I might as well use them. So... By the time you hear this, I'll be back home and hopefully energized and refreshed from having some fun time off with my husband and some friends. And I can share more of those experiences with you on the next episode. So until then, take care and we'll talk soon, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Confessions of the Creative Kind. If you'd like to see more of my work, you can visit my website at jesskovic.com. And if you're interested in snagging some of my design products, you can visit my online art boutique at sugarbunchcreative.com. You can find and connect with me on Twitter or Instagram at jess underscore kovic. And finally, if you like what you hear on the podcast, please leave a five-star rating and review in the iTunes store and then tell a friend. Why not? Until next time, take care and talk soon.